But I think that it's important for me to share the whole story, the whole spectrum of where I've been and where things have started, since I do think that things have really snowballed for me. Like I've had two businesses before Quill & Co. and that first one failed tremendously. <laughs> Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quill & Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof-ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode one of the Step Into Clarity podcast. I honestly cannot believe I'm saying that. I have started a podcast. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm literally recording this in the front seat of my car. There is a candle burning next to me in my car. I'm not sure if that's safe, but I spilled soup all over the front seat, and now it smells awful in here. So I want to take you along on this ride with me as I navigate this wild ride of online business. One of the hardest things I've ever done is run a business. It stretches me every single day. And I think I'm not alone in that. I think that in the age of social media where we only see people's highlights reels and we don't really see the real, real behind the scenes, it can get really discouraging. We think that everyone has it figured out, but in reality, we're all still learning and we all don't know everything. We're all still experiencing different hurdles. Um, like, for example, I have no idea what I'm doing right now recording a podcast. <laughs> I am literally sitting in the front seat of my car. I have a candle lit because I spilled soup all over the floor and it smells awful in here. But I'm here and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm doing it in a messy way. And so I want to bring you along on that journey too, because I think that running a business is the same exact thing. We're just taking messy action and hoping that we get it right. And if we don't get it right, then it's just data and we learn how to go from there. So far in business, I've had a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and I've weathered a few shit storms, and I've learned a lot along the way, and I'm continually learning new things each day. And I want to do this journey with you. I think that we can see people touting the dream of traveling around the world or working only five hours a week or growing their seven-figure business while sipping cocktails on the beach. It can feel really lonely sometimes when running a business. So I want to take you along on my ride where I'll share as candidly as possible about this wild ride of entrepreneurship. And I hope that you'll learn alongside me as I share about things as I'm learning them and as I navigate the things that come up with me and within Quill & Co. I want to be sharing about things in real time as I learn them, and I can't promise that things will be perfect or not messy. My word of the year is fearless, so my goal is to show up in a more fearless way and to bring you along on that journey with me. 
While I was reflecting on that word, fearless, my own journey kept um, coming up for me where I've made a series of fearless actions that kind of brought me to where I am today. So I wanted to share a little bit more about my journey and how I got here. It kind of feels crazy to start the story over 10 years ago, um, but here it is. Here's my story. I was trying to think about where this journey started, and it feels kind of crazy to think that maybe this journey started 10 years ago when I was in college, but I think that every single stepping stone in my journey has taught me something really invaluable and has led me to where I am now. So I went to college for communication arts, which is like design meets illustration and advertising. And in my junior year of college, I decided to change my major to crafts Um, and (laughs) crafts, not like gluing macaroni to a paper plate kind of crafts, although that sounds like a freaking blast, but it was more like learning metalsmithing and ceramics and fibers. And it was really fun. But I think that what it really taught me was a lot about creative problem solving. With crafts, you have to work within the constraints of the medium or the material. So you have to think creatively on how far you can push that material to get your desired product. I think that it also taught me how to break down really big projects into smaller, more doable tasks. And so During college, I worked for a fine jewelry artist, and my job was to set these teeny tiny diamonds into gold and platinum. And I was pretty new at this. I was still learning, and I would lose these teeny tiny diamonds so often, like probably at least once a week. And I can't believe I didn't get fired from this job. Um, I would feel absolutely awful, but my boss was so patient and she'd always be like well they're still in the building somewhere and I really admired her both as a leader and an artist as a designer and as a human I changed my major to crafts during my junior year so I had to like cram in all of this work at the very end of college, they told me that it wouldn't be possible to graduate still in four years, but I was so determined since I was going to have to pay all these student loans and I did not want another year of paying them. So I worked my freaking ass off to graduate on time. I think I learned a lot about time management in college and just like the persistence of reaching a goal. So after college, once I graduated, I sold everything that I owned, which really wasn't much at all, and I decided to move across the country with my then-boyfriend. We packed up his Jeep with our very few belongings and our two dogs, and we drove across the country, and it was really fun. I remember pulling up to our rental that we had only seen from Craigslist photos, and we pulled up and we're like, okay, I guess this is where we live now. It was just kind of wild for me to move across the country away from my family, away from all of my friends, and it was kind of lonely. I had a lot of free time on my hands, and I ended up starting my own business making jewelry. I would sell it on Etsy and in some little boutique shops around the area on consignment. 
I also did craft festivals like Renegade Craft and would build these big display booths, which was so much fun for me. I think that this is the first time that I really started to think about branding and about how colors would interact with each other and how you could build a visual brand as far as an experience like with the booths. And I loved that part. I remember this part of my life just hustling really hard, trying so hard to figure out how to build a website, how to get people to know who I was, how to get people to like actually buy from me. And it was a difficult time for me. I eventually, I took a month off from working my day job and I decided to travel and do these craft fairs. And it was so much fun, but it was also so much work. By the end, I think I ended up losing money from all of the travel and the hotels and the food of doing these craft festivals. And I realized that I was underpricing my work and I felt so defeated at this point in my life, like so burnt out and just felt like I was never going to be able to reach my goals. And I started to become really stagnant with this part of my life with like my dreams for the future. And I just kind of put those passions on the back burner. I eventually met my now fiance while working in bars and restaurants. And I was a cocktail waitress and he was a bartender. And we decided to start a mobile bar. We found this old 1970s horse trailer. It was a piece of garbage, like rusted in a field. And we decided that we were going to turn this thing into a beautiful bar on wheels. <laughs> and, and the only spot that we had where it could stay and be like protected from the weather was about an hour and a half commute away from where we lived. And we would leave work each day and then travel an hour and a half each way to go work on this thing. <laughs> and we didn't own any power tools. We had no clue what we were doing. It was kind of like wild to think back that we decided to do this but we were so passionate about this thing and wanting to get it off the ground and wanting to start our own business together um i remember when i was working on the website and the branding for this project was when i realized how much i loved design and so i was wanting to focus more on design and realizing how much I loved it, I was thinking about going back to school for graphic design. I was already really in debt from student loans, like I could hardly afford anything, but I wanted to get paid to learn instead of paying to learn. So I found a local agency and I noticed that there were some things that were wrong on their website. Knowing that I had no background in design and there was going to be nothing on my resume to help me stand out from other people, I decided that I needed to do something really bold to get the job. So I redesigned their website. I pointed out everything that was wrong on it. And then I submitted it with my resume, which let them know that I knew absolutely nothing about graphic design, that I was qualified in, in no way for this job. But luckily, the CEO didn't think that I was a total asshole, and he created the position for me, and I was hired. And at this place, I learned so much about branding and web design and even copywriting and marketing. I was just a sponge hoping to learn everything there. 
I was really lucky enough to be able to design billboards and create animations that played in sports arenas and got to work on some really big websites. It was kind of a dream job for me at the time. I finally had a job where I got benefits and I got paid time off and got to drink beer in the office, which at that time in my life, I thought that was really cool. (laughs) But after a while, it just started to feel not that fulfilling for me. I didn't love the type of clients that we were working with. While I was working at that job, my friend from high school had asked me to do some branding and to work on a website for a business that she was starting. And I was super excited, but I was a little bit nervous. The job that I was working at had a rule that you weren't allowed to do any white labeling or any freelancing on the side. And I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I did it. (laughs) I did the branding for my friend. I did it for free, $0. And then I did her website for $800. And I still love this website to this day. I had so much fun working on it. And I think it made me realize how much fun it was to work on projects with other ambitious women, to work on projects with like-minded people, people that were passionate about their business and that were excited to do something different, to shake things up. And so that project was so much fun. And She referred me to one of her friends and things started to snowball from there. And also because I had started this mobile bar business, I knew some other wedding planners and photographers, just like wedding industry people in the area. And I did some branding for them and uh, for another friend that I knew. And they would refer me to someone else and things just kind of snowballed from there. I think a lot of times when we're working in our business, it feels like nothing is happening right now. But if there's one thing that you take away from this part in my journey, it's that everything is always building up to something else. You might not see those rewards or returns right away, but it might be a year from now or three years from now where you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, it's all because this started to snowball. And at this point, I was getting really excited about working with other people. And it started to feel like maybe I could do this. Like maybe this could be a full-time job for me. And I wrote down in my planner, this quote by Napoleon Hill. I wrote it right down in the front of my planner. So I would see it every single day when I opened it. And it said, a goal is a dream with a deadline. And I put down in the planner six months from that day. And I was like, this is the day that I'm going to quit my job. This is it. From that day, I think it became really real for me, like a real goal that I was definitely going to reach. Like it was not going to be possible for me to not reach this goal. So I worked my ass off to make it happen. I took on a lot of projects and I ended up leaving my job in three months from when I wrote that down. After I started doing Quill & Co. full-time, not working at the other agency, I'll be honest, it got hard. I didn't really have a super steady flow of clients. I took on a lot of white label jobs for other designers, which was nice. I got to see a little bit behind the scenes of how they were running their business. And I also took on jobs that weren't really aligned, just kind of 
odd jobs, doing things to make some money. I was really just scraping by, but I loved working for myself and I loved knowing that I was building something for for me that were that was aligned with what I wanted. And that doesn't mean <laughs> that it was all sunshine and rainbows. I was working all of the time, like all day, all night, on the weekends. There was no work-life balance here. And I was really just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. And I think that I eventually found my groove. Things started to pick up for me. I got more consistent clients and those clients would refer me to other people that they knew and things got better eventually. I eventually got to about $5,000 months consistently and then adding in different layers of the business. I then made some show it website templates that I launched and tried my hand at some passive income. Although let me tell you that passive income is definitely not passive. And things started to pick up. I had some contractors working with me on different things like having a virtual assistant and hiring some things out. And then things were just always continually building. And then I got to 10,000 months and then consistent $20,000 months. And recently I have brought on team members, which I thought would never be possible for me having full-time employees. It still kind of blows my mind and it feels kind of crazy. And like everything has happened really fast for me and for Quill and Co. But I think that it's important for me to share the whole story, the whole spectrum of where I've been and where things have started since I do think that things have really snowballed for me like I've had two businesses before Quill and Co and that first one failed tremendously <laughs> I learned a lot from that first business I learned a lot about what not to do I learned a lot about pricing for myself and valuing the work that I was doing it can look like things have happened really fast for Quill and Co but I think that it's important for me to share the whole story, like where it started over 10 years ago. And I think that knowing that I've had a couple of other businesses before Quill & Co that have taught me a tremendous amount of things about running a business and marketing and pricing and all of the little aspects that go into this is important. It's not something that happened in three months. It's something that's been building up over the last 10 years. And I think that looking back on the choices that I have made that all led me here, I don't know if those choices, if some of them were made out of ignorance or fearlessness, but some of them were definitely bold, like selling everything and moving across the country or applying for a job that I had no business having or quitting that job after three months of being freelance like so many fearless choices that I made that led me here and I think it came full circle for me this year with my my word of the year <laughs> being fearless I'm just kind of reflecting on how can I bring more of that fearlessness back into my life the bigger my business gets honestly the more scared I get there's more responsibility there's more visibility there's just so much more to lose so for this year I'm hoping to make decisions with this one question in mind what would I do if I wasn't scared what would I do if I was fearless
Thank you so much for joining and listening to the first episode of the Step Into Clarity podcast. Likes, subscribes, and reviews are all great, but I made this podcast to step into clarity with you, and I'd be thrilled to know if any of this resonated with you. Is any of your journey or story kind of like mine, or is it totally different? I'd love to know that too. So send me a DM on Instagram at quillandco.design. I can't wait to continue this conversation. And of course, I always welcome your feedback on topics to cover in the future. So go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to say hi to you.